Well, today is Mother's Day, and what I want to talk about today is the power of a godly woman. Now, I want to add a little postscript to that statement. So it's the power of a godly woman, but then I also put on there, and a man. So in other words, today, the things that we're going to be talking about are not specific to women, while it is true for all women, whether you're a mom or not. I know that there are many out here today that are not moms. I know that there are many out here who are suffering because of this day. And I want you to know that we're praying for you and and the situation that you're in. But know this, know that in this day and every day, if we allow God's word to lead us and to guide us and to, to encourage, to speak to us, that we can be exactly who God has called us to be so that we can be the kind of godly woman, the kind of godly man that he wants all of us to be. And so I want you to turn in your Bibles this morning to Jeremiah chapter 17. Uh, I want you, wherever you are watching this or whatever you might be, uh, whatever setting that you might be in, uh, to turn off all the distractions. Open your Bible, open your phone, open your iPad, whatever it might be as families are gathered. And let's worship, let's celebrate, let's read the Word of God here today, and let's pray that God would use what happens here through His Word today to encourage you, to strengthen you. And if there's someone out there who does not know Christ as their Lord and Savior, let us all pray that during these next few moments together that they will hear, that they will see, and that they will understand the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that He died and that He rose again so that we might have life, and that today would be the day of salvation for them. And if that's you that today would be the day that you meet Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, who will change everything for today, but will also change everything for eternity. Now, we're talking about the power of a godly woman, the power of a godly man. And I want to read this key verse from Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. And it just simply says this, Blessed is the man, and I want you to, in your either with a pen in your Bible, or at least in the context of our conversation today, I want you to figuratively scratch out the word man. Because what I want this to be is blessed is the man or woman. In other words, blessed is he or she who, listen what it says, who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Blessed is he or she who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. And so know this right up front as we begin to walk through uh, this sermon today, this passage today. Our trust, our hope, our future, our only way out of anything in life is to depend completely on God. And today, that is the key ingredient. That's the most important thing that you can understand, that you can recognize and realize that if we're going to be a person that God uses, if we're going to be that godly woman, that godly man who has that kind of power that God wants to use us to make a difference, it has to come from a heart that trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. And so today, I just want to walk through three attributes that have to be found in every single one of us. Three attributes that must be present in every situation, in every heart, in every conversation, in every comment, in every moment in our lives, if we're going to have that power. But here's the thing you've got to understand. And you can just kind of write this in your notes, if you would, or write it in the the side of your Bible, in the margin of your Bible. When we talk about the power of a godly man, the power of a godly woman, what is that power? And here's one word. This is the power impact. Every single one of us have the opportunity of impacting others. We have the opportunity of impacting our children. We have the opportunity of impacting our family members. We have the opportunity of impacting our co-workers. We have the opportunity of impacting friends and neighbors. 
We have the opportunity of impacting people that we don't even know. And understand this is a very important thing. Every single one of us will impact someone. And the only difference is whether it will be a positive impact or whether it will be a negative impact. And so today, that's kind of the, con, uh, the conversation and the context of what we're going to be talking about, the power of a godly man, the power of a godly woman, that impact to make sure that it is a positive impact for everything that we do. And so that's what we're going to be talking about, because when we talk about this idea of impact, it really means this. It's really leadership. In fact, we could take this conversation that we're going to have together today, this sermon that comes from God's Word, and we could actually call it a leadership sermon, because all of us have the opportunity of impacting, which means that all of us have the opportunity of leading. And so there's just three things, three attributes that I want to make sure that you incorporate into your life, into your heart, into your passions, into your conversations, into the way that you treat others. And the first one is just simply this. We have to learn to lean. That we have to learn to lean. Let's go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 17 and let's begin with verse 5. It says these words, thus says the Lord. And by the way, anytime you're reading scripture and a verse starts with the statement, thus says the Lord, obviously we're paying attention to everything God's word says. But when it says, thus says the Lord, really pay attention and listen to what it says in verse five. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert. And shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. And so let me just kind of break down those two verses for you just briefly. What that basically tells us this, is that if we are not trusting in God, if we are trusting in self, if we're trusting in others, if we're trusting in in our situation, if we're trusting in our circumstances, and our surroundings, if we're not trusting in God and we're trusting in other things, this passage just simply says this, you will be cursed. It's a powerful statement. It says it will be like a shrub that's planted out in the wilderness, out in the desert where there's no water, where there's nothing to help us grow, where there's nothing that can nurture our growth and help us to become all that we should become. It talks about how here in this passage that we will never see when the good comes, which means this, is that we will always be in a season of difficulty, always be in a season of pain, always be in a season of uncertainty. And so what does it mean that we have to learn to lean? Well, what it means is this, is that if we're going to make a positive impact on others, if we're going to be all that God intends for us to be, to have that power of a godly woman, that power of a godly man, we have to learn to lean on God. We have to learn to put our complete trust, our complete faith in Him and in Him alone. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, it says these words, And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. What a powerful statement. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, Paul writes, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. And then I want you to hear these last few words. For when I am weak, Paul writes, then I am strong. So Paul is writing here, No matter what you might be going through, no matter how tough it might seem, 
Charles last week did a wonderful job of sharing the journey that he had been on uh, facing and dealing with the coronavirus, of walking through that COVID-19 diagnosis and then all of the the resulting uh, situations, the pain and the fevers and, and all of the things that he went through. And what he taught us last week was the importance that in that season, that moment, what he learned is the faithfulness of God even more than he'd ever learned before. Well, that's a lesson we all need to learn. That's something we all need to lean on, recognize it. As Paul writes here, listen, when we are at our weakest, that's when he is at his strongest. And so in our situations in life, we need to make sure that we learn to lean on God as the source of everything, of every step, of everything that we navigate in life. Because we try to navigate life on our own power, when we try to depend on self, when we're only worried about what we look like and what others think about us, when we're always just trying to look out for number one, which is us, if we're only worried about our own, uh, kind of our own journey and our own path, and and we're trying to make it all by ourselves, here's what's always going to happen. We will always fail. I've seen this week uh, in the news a couple of stories. And it still shocks me that it's actually news, that it actually shows up in legitimate news sources. And I think that word legitimate is one that uh, has had less less and less meaning in today's culture. Uh, But there were some articles that came out this week about some well-known individuals in Hollywood. I'm not going to mention their name because I think their name gets way too many mentions as it is. Uh, But they've been posting pictures of themselves during this quarantine during this time of the coronavirus quarantine and they've been posting pictures of themselves and and they got caught because they've been photoshopping those photos to the point to make themselves look better and they got caught because in the middle of uh, all of these pictures they've been posting to try to show how pretty they are and how you know attractive they might be Uh, some of the photos ended up where they had three arms Uh, Some of the photos ended up where uh, the the sidewalk that they were sitting on or standing on actually ended up being morphed where it had a, a huge dip in it because they had made themselves look better. That's a picture of what is so prevalent in our society today. They were so worried about what people think of us, so worried about uh, our own look, so worried about uh, our own path and and our own journey and our own reputation that what we end up doing is we end up depending completely on ourselves and what we can do to make ourselves look better, that we have lost sight of what it really matters, what really matters, what really makes a difference, and that is leaning on, depending on God. And so don't let your life be a, a season of or a cycle of Photoshop fails. Let your life be a season of leaning on God. And as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, of recognizing that we must recognize that even in our most difficult day, when we are weak, that is when we are strong. Because we're leaning on God. That's what 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 tells us, that we're not sufficient of ourselves to do anything, that our sufficiency is of Christ. That's why on the back wall of this church now for uh, 13 years, we've had that phrase, that statement that says, not I, but Christ. Because we want to make sure that we always are reminded of the fact that in every situation, whatever we do, wherever we go, we cannot lean on our own abilities. We cannot lean on our own knowledge. We cannot lean on our own wisdom, on our own strength. We can't depend on others to bring us to where we need to be. We must depend on God. So the first attribute you've got to have, learn to lean. Now the second one, is this, that we have to lean 
to lead. In other words, you will never be a leader. You will never make a positive impact until you are leaning on God. Let's continue reading this passage in Jeremiah chapter 17. Let's go to verse 7. And it says this, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Now, I want to pause right there, and I want to contrast this with verse 5. Remember, back in verse 5, the contrast here says this, cursed is the man who trusts in man. Yet in verse 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. You can see the, the two different paths here. You can trust in man, or you can trust in God. So let's read what happens when we trust in God. Verse 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Why? Because we will have tapped into the source of strength, the source of power, the source of nourishment, which is trusting in God. So there's just two, two different options here. Trust in man or trust in God. So we have to learn to lean, and only when we learn to lean, then that we can learn truly lead. So we have to lean to lead. Dependence on God is the key ingredient, key ingredient needed if we desire to lead others. And by the way, all of us lead others. And so we have to recognize that without that firm foundation rooted in him, Charles again talked about it last week, about that acorn, about how that, that acorn then digs its roots down deep and then begins to grow. That's a, a picture of what Colossians 2 tells us, that we dig down deep into who God is. And then God allows us to, to sprout, to, to grow, and to, to broaden our impact, to broaden our outreach, to broaden our growth. Why? Because we have been, as this passage talked about, entrusting in God planted by the water, where we are constantly nourished, constantly fed, constantly we are growing. Psalm 62 verses 5 through 7 says this, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. My friends, our world today is in desperate need of leaders who will learn how to lean on God. Because today our world is full of leaders who are trying to do it on their own. Our world is full of leaders who think they're smarter than anyone else. Our world is full of leaders who think that they've got all the answers and they want to do it their way, and they don't care what anybody else thinks, and they have that ulterior motive in everything that they do. But yet God's Word says this, stop trusting in self. Stop trusting in man. Begin to trust in God. And what will happen? You will be blessed. Our strength, our refuge is in God. So if you're watching this today, you're sitting there as a, a man or as a woman, as a young person, and you're wondering what I must do to have a positive impact, what I must do to, to truly make a difference in, in my family, maybe that family that is seated around you right now on your couch watching this service, and you're sitting there thinking, man, I, I, I think I've blown it to this point, but I want to turn things around. I want to make a difference. I want to make a positive impact, not a negative one. The first thing you must do is you must learn to lean on God completely and then when you begin to lean on God completely, then you will be able to then start to lead. 
Because your leadership is not coming from self. Your leadership is not coming from what you know. Your leadership will be coming from what God gives to us in his word. Because we're leaning on him. So, the two attributes. Number one, learn to lean. Second attribute, lean to lead. And here's the third one. This is a big one. Lead in love. Lead in love. Now, why is that so important? It's so important because our world is full of people who lead uh, in, in their own power, who lead in this idea that they just want everybody to do exactly what they say to do. Understand this. A dictatorship is not leadership. Look what it says in Jeremiah chapter 17, beginning with verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart and I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So what does that mean? What does that tell us? It tells us this, is when you are depending on your own ability to lead, when you think you've got everything that you need, when you're doing it in your own uh, agenda and it's all about you and it's what's in it for me, understand this, that is not leading from the right kind of heart. Because we must know that our heart, as this passage tells us, our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That is the key. That is the important thing. We must not lead according to what we feel. We must lead according to what God says. We have to recognize every mom, every dad, we're all leaders. Oh, and by the way, and so is everyone else, that we all have this important uh, responsibility that's placed upon our shoulders to lead, to make sure that we're doing the right things, to make sure that we're doing the right, taking the right steps of leadership in everything that we do. And we must lead in love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but listen to what it says here. But the greatest of these is love. In other words, love is the key to it all. It's the key to everything. And so if you're going to be a leader, which we all are, then we have to lead in love. We cannot lead in our own abilities. We cannot lead uh, in with our own agendas. We cannot lead for what we get out of it. We have to lead to bring people into that true relationship with God. Everyone else around us is going to see something in us. They're going to be watching us. The question is, what are they going to see? What are they going to see when they look at us? Are they going to see a person who walks in as a dictator? Are they going to see a person who walks in and thinks they're smarter than anybody else in the room? Let me just tell you something. When you believe that you're the smartest person in the room, that is the first indication that you're not. We have to recognize that we all have limitations and we must lean on God for the wisdom, for the clarity, for the guidance of what we must do. So then we have to lead in love. So there are three leadership imperatives. You can just write these down in your notes. They're, they're there in the app notes as well. And it just simply says this, three leadership imperatives. The first one, leadership requires love. You have to love the people that you lead. Moms, dads, you have to love your family with all your heart. You have to love them and you want the best for them. And every decision that you make and everything that you do is not just simply because you want it done. It's because you love them and you want to grow them. You want to help them, to nurture them. Leadership requires love. The second thing, leadership requires recognition. 
In other words, you need to recognize the people that you're leading for who they are. Value them as individuals. Value those children. Value those friends. Value those neighbors, those coworkers. Have understanding that you are not above them, that they are important to God because God loves them so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, for them. It requires us to recognize who they are. And the third one, leadership requires appreciation. To appreciate those that we serve. To appreciate those that we lead. Moms, dads, to appreciate those who are sitting in your home right now looking up at you, expecting you to lead them to make a positive impact in their lives. All of us are leaders. So the question is, What are we going to do with it? How are we going to allow what God has done into us to flow out, what God has done in us to flow out so that we can then make a difference in the lives of others, to impact people positively rather than negatively? Now, those three imperatives that I just gave you, that leadership requires love, that leadership requires recognition, leadership requires um, appreciation, all three of those are things that Christ modeled for us. You see, when Christ came to this earth to die on the cross for us, he came to lead us. He came because he loved us. He came because he recognized us as people that had value in the kingdom of God. And he wanted to provide a way for us to be reconciled to him. He came because he appreciated the fact that we desperately needed hope. We desperately needed a savior and that he was the only one that could do that. And so the ultimate leader of Christ came to this earth. And he did what no one else could ever have done. He gave us the opportunity to spend eternity with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So the question that I have for you, when we talk about the power of a godly woman, the power of a godly man, the impact that you're going to make, the leadership role that you're going to grab a hold of, the question that I have for every single one of you is just simply this. What are you going to do with the opportunity that God has given to you. What are you going to do with that amazing power that God has allowed us to act in? Can't be dictators. We have to lead in love, just as Christ did. And so right now, wherever you're watching this, I want to encourage you, because maybe to this point, maybe you've not done it right. Maybe mom, maybe dad, maybe you've made some mistakes along the way. Maybe your children today cannot sit there and look at you and think, man, they've made a really positive impact. Hey, don't lose heart. Be encouraged, because today is the very best day ever to change. Today is the very best day to turn it around. And here's the more good news. (laughs) is that it's never too late. Today, let your children, let your friends, let your family, let your coworkers begin to see in you the power of a godly man, the power of a godly woman, and lead them today to live in Christ. So if you're watching this today, and maybe all of the things that I've been talking about, Leaning on God, that's a tough thing for you to reconcile because you don't really know God. Man, the greatest news you'll ever hear is just simply this. God loves you. He loves you just as much as he's loved anybody. He loves you just as much as he loved Billy Graham. 
He loves you just as much as he loved the Apostle Paul. He loves you just as much as any person that you've ever met, that you've ever heard of, that you've ever read about. God loves you that much. And today, all that we must do according to God's word is to believe in that God. To believe that God loves us so much he gave his son Jesus to die for us. That Jesus died and that he rose again. And Romans chapter 10 says that if we will believe that, call on his name, we will be saved. So I'm going to lead a simple prayer and then we're going to worship together. And as I lead this prayer, if you've never prayed this prayer, if you've never actually had the opportunity of experiencing that gift, I encourage you right now, right here, wherever you are, to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for loving me. I thank you that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I thank you that he rose again. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he can save me today. So forgive me of my sins. Save me today through your son, Jesus. And help me to live for you for the rest of my life. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, (laughs) we rejoice with you. And I encourage you, send me an email, pastor at trbc.org. We would love to celebrate with you and to share with you what it means to begin walking with Christ. Let's worship together. There is a truth that's older than the ages. There is a promise of things yet to come. There is one born for us salvation. And I want to thank you for joining with us together today as we see what it is that God has done for us all. And today, if you've made a decision for Christ, or if you would like to talk further about what it is that God has done for you in the giving of his son, Jesus, I would encourage you to email me at the address that is on the screen, pastor at trbc.org. We would love to connect with you to help you begin a brand new journey with Christ. 
you would like to help contribute to our ministry as we take this message of the gospel around the world, go to the link on the screen today and help us help others with an amazing message of God's love.